Rock 102, Springfield's Clash of Rock. It's 534 on Rock 102. Hey, it's raining out there. Yeah, it's kind of gross. It's going to be nasty today. High of 55. Man, it's like, uh, thank God it's not colder. I'm not ready for snow, although that might be around the corner too. Well, it was a little icy at my house. You're walking out the door. Yeah, it wasn't oh. uh, as icy around my house, but my, my my house is closer to the equator. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, Hamden, I always known to be the Florida of Massachusetts. It can be very tropical at times, Steve. It, it can be. Hey, uh, Judy Matt's going to be here today. Uh, yeah, what is she oh. talking about? She's well, she's going to be on the phone, actually talking about the holiday concert coming up on Sunday. Very cool. Always good to talk to Judy. And also, Scott Zolak will be talking about Patriot football after 8 o'clock this morning. Big game coming up on Monday against the Buffalo Bills, and we'll get to the bottom of all of that and more. Sounds like a plan. It's 535 on Rock 102. G- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550. And Van Halen on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, crappy and rainy today with a high of 56 uh, tomorrow, uh, partly cloudy with a high of 40. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting on your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint Springfield today. How about some Hollywood Trash with yeah. Steve and Nagel yeah. Rock? What do? Hey, uh, you know, we were talking about Home Alone yesterday. Yeah. Uh, all the injuries that could uh, happen to, right. to, you know, what what the real life if you hit a guy yeah, yeah. in the face with an iron, it's going to cause a, a certain amount of damage. Or a burning doorknob. It has to be 765 degrees. Right. Well, guess what? What? You can stay in the Home Alone house for one night only. Is that friend. kid going to be there? I don't think the uh, I don't think the kid is uh, is going to be there. Uh, you can stay in the house from Home Alone and live like Mc- a McAllister thanks to a listing from Airbnb. But here's the catch. Uh, only one night is being offered. On the plus side, it's only $25 for four people. The reservation listing will open uh, Tuesday uh, at 2 p.m. Is that uh, yesterday? Um, the, the or first? Two days ago? Well, today's the second, so uh, yesterday was the first. Uh, Are we late on, the, on this thing? Uh, to book for December 12th. Oh, maybe this coming Tuesday. Oh, and I then see. you got to book it for the 12th. And just like in the movie, the house is located in the suburbs of Chicago. You'll get to set booby traps, have some Chicago's finest pizza, meet Buzz's tarantula, and watch the newest film in the franchise, Home Sweet Home Alone. Listen, that kid is in that house. I'm not staying there. He's a he is a reckless scamp. Yeah, um, you gotta. The inside of the house can't be exact. I would imagine most of that was probably on a movie set somewhere, wasn't it? Um, you think I they don't filmed everything in that house. I don't know. That would require a lot of uh, a lot of figuring out. But you know, but even some of the great uh, you know TV shows and movies of our time with the iconic structures like the Brady Bunch house. Yeah. You know, from the outside, it's still the Brady Bunch house, but from the inside, it's totally different. That's what I mean. It doesn't even look anything like it did uh, on the show. That's right. Uh, oh, and you also get a Home Alone Lego set. Airbnb will also be making a one-time donation to Chicago's La Rabita Children's Hospital. Oddly so, enough, the Lego set is the most expensive part of the entire package. Isn't that crazy? That so it Le- always works with Lego sets. Legos is like $199 for that I believe thing. that. 
Billie Eilish is uh, PETA's 2021 Person of the Year for being known, being a known vegan and urging the fashion industry to stop using real fur. Isn't that weird? We were just talking about him, about uh, it was his birthday and how he's turned me down multiple times for the podcast. And... No, no, that's Billy Idol. You're thinking of the guy who sang The Stroke. No, 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 Steve. That's that's Billy Squire. No, you're thinking of the guy who sang uh, My Life and... Uh, Moving out. No, 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 Steve. That You're thinking of Billy Joel. No, you're thinking of the kid that jumped off the Tallahassee Bridge. No, no, Steve. That's Billy Joel <laughs> McAllister. No, you're talking about the kid from Home Alone. That's Kevin McAllister. That's Kevin McAllister. Yeah, see, well, it, it all, all comes, comes full, full circle. circle. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in an interview airing tonight on NBC, uh, Alec Baldwin uh, sits with George Stepanopoulos. It's his first interview since he accidentally shot cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. Will George be wearing like a bulletproof jacket or behind some bulletproof glass? I would think that you would have to, don't you? Well, he's got a itchy trigger finger from what I hear. The full interview airs tonight on ABC, but in preview footage, Alex says, quote, I didn't pull the trigger. I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Except never. that one. I don't know what he means by that. I think what he means is, I didn't pull the trigger of a gun. Yeah. I pulled the trigger of a prop. Right. And how was I supposed to know it was an actual gun? He I'm just a dumb actor. He added that he has no idea how a live bullet ended up in the gun or even on the set. And while he doesn't consider himself a victim, he does say this is the worst thing that's ever happened to him. As far as the whole uh, not pulling the trigger thing, TMZ spoke with a Hollywood weapons expert who showed just how little pressure is needed to pull a trigger when the hammer is back. Uh, he doubts Alex's claim that he didn't pull the trigger, and he thinks it's more likely Alec didn't mean to pull the trigger. Yeah, that sounds more Did I do that? I didn't mean that. Not uh, my not my fault. Well, whether he meant to pull the trigger or not, there's still the question of why there was live ammunition in on the movie set. And that's not a question for for Alec Baldwin. That's a question for the guy that is in charge of props. The prop company. That's right? exactly it. Rita Moreno. Didn't I just say to you uh, yesterday we don't do enough stories about Rita Moreno? I've always felt that way. She was once in a relationship with Marlon Brando, but he was a cheater. So she dated Elvis to make him jealous. And when Marlon found out, he started throwing chairs around. And Rita said, quote, it was absolutely wonderful. She's a she's a spicy number. That's for damn sure in her youth. Well, she was a spicy number. Now, do you remember when she was uh, on the electric company? Hey, you, you guys! guys! I remember that. Yeah. She, Morgan Freeman, even Bill Cosby was on that show. And look who uh, survived all of them. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck was asked to share the details of his reunion with J-Lo. He said, quote, it's a good story. It's a great story. And, you know, maybe one day I'll tell it. I'll write it all out. And then I'll light it on fire. Wow. wow. That's a dramatic. Why? Because you don't want anybody to know you were dating her? Or yeah, maybe there are parts of the story that people don't have any right to know because it's private. So. Uh, Spotify's 2021 wrapped list includes Bad Bunny as the most streamed artist globally. Not uh, the Pugwash or whatever the hell you had on your top thing for well, yesterday. let's see. What did I have? I got to look it up. I had, uh, you know, I, listen, uh, yeah, I, I do a lot with Spotify. Mm -hmm. uh, but the top artist was the uh, the English beat. Pugwash came in at number five. All right, you know what? You know what happened to me? What I uh, 
the the first year I had Spotify, I piggyback off my sister's account because that's what you do. Well, you gotta, yeah, you can do that with a family. But account. we can only use the one well, the one username. It's not like we can create other usernames for it. So we can only use the one. So only one of us can listen to Spotify in the house at one time. It's kind of ah, ridiculous. Yeah, you want but, the cheap route. For the most part, I was the one that wanted Spotify and was using Spotify through in my on my phone, listening right. in a car. It was great, and then I'd get those year end of the year things like, "Hey, this is your top uh, tracks. These are the most artists you listen to." Now, since my kids have taken over this, Taylor Swift and Harry Styles are yeah. my number one artist of the year. You're almost afraid to let everybody see it. This is the first year where my uh, my wrapped on uh, Spotify actually reflects kind of what I was listening to all, all year. No, you weren't listening to uh, Drake or Bad Bunny? No, I wasn't. And by the way, uh, you can take your Beatles documentary and shove it. A new HBO documentary on Kenny G. Oh, Jesus. When, when is that coming out? Let's his harshest critics have their say, but Kenny don't mind. He says, quote, I've been hearing all this crap since the 80s. If that affected me, I probably wouldn't have continued my career. Kenny's the kind of guy that as long as the checks are clearing, he doesn't care what you say about him. Yeah, you can, uh, you can call him a big uh, you-know-what. Yeah, and you'd be right, but you, he's cashing checks. Yeah, you'd be right, but so what? You're right, he's got more money. That's it. He and, wins. And that's your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. I am. Whatever she likes, I like. Whatever she's happy. in all states or prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 79cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 79cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes, and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day. Our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history. Great news. I went to 79cash.com, and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow. Wow, that is fast. If you need extra cash, go to 79cash.com. That's 79cash.com. 79cash.com. If your seasonal hiring needs are covered, then you don't need Indeed. Indeed is the smart hiring platform that delivers four times more hires than all other sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Post a job and hire ASAP with Indeed.com slash credit. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, here we go. Major League Baseball is officially in their first work stoppage since the 1990s. Now, for many of us, we're old enough to remember the last nine work stoppages in Major League Baseball. We remember those lockouts, the strikes, the heated negotiations. I may not remember where I left my keys, but I certainly remember the days when games were lost and seasons were compromised. And for what? So a bunch of rich baseball owners and their players can quibble over resolving how to split up billions and billions of dollars between themselves. Yesterday, both Major League Baseball and the Players Union ended their latest negotiation session after only seven minutes. That's barely enough time to pour coffee for everybody around the table. On the other hand, I've certainly been through my share of seven-minute-long conversations that were six minutes too long. Nevertheless, with a labor agreement hanging in the balance, you'd like to think that maybe they'd give it, oh, I don't know, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour. 
But no, instead, they opted for a lockout. Now, the big issues, of course, are all about money. And while I would be happy to talk about arbitration or salary structures for second and third tier players, luxury tax considerations, minor league per diems, an expanded postseason, and a bunch of other stuff that I couldn't possibly understand, I just don't have enough time in my day to break it all down for you. Thankfully, this lockout could take months to resolve, and by then, maybe I'll get a handle on some of this stuff. But I tend to doubt it. You see, all of us really need to know is this. You're in the off-season. Negotiating now only weakens your leverage. Negotiating in February and March, all of a sudden people start freaking out that it might affect next season. Which, of course, doesn't mean anything since baseball loves not playing baseball games if it means they get their way. It's almost too bad we can't all work under those kinds of conditions because I'd love some extra time away from the office. It's that whole not getting paid thing that I got a problem with. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Have a pro. Sharpen your chainsaw. See Alan at the Westfield Rockies. Alan is a steel train chainsaw expert. If you need service or repairs or want to figure out which chainsaw to buy, it's good people like Alan and rock-solid service that you're going to find at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613, and the Scorpions at Rock 102. It is going to be uh, crappy and rainy today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, partly sunny with a, high, with a high of 40. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us a little bit later on this morning. We're going to talk about Patriot football Monday night here on Rock 102. You'll hear the Patriots take on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. You know, I forgot to uh, mention over the weekend, over the long Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Yeah. Uh, I went to the movies. You did. I took the kids to the movies at uh, the Regal at MGM. What'd you see? Ghostbusters. The uh, Afterlife. Yeah. And how was that? I actually thought it was pretty good. Better than the first? Yes, much better than the first. Real, it, was, it was a completely different like narrative of uh, of what was going on. Like it wasn't uh, the slapsticky comedy uh, type of you know it wasn't like Bill Murray dropping a yeah dropping a joke every five seconds. I always find that uh, whenever a movie franchise goes on to the third film, it always gets so much better. Yeah, like no. Godfather Three, I think was the best of the uh, of the trilogy. Yeah, no, that was same thing with the uh, the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't. Well, this would be technically the fourth one because didn't they have those ladies? Oh they had yeah, the, uh, yeah, Melissa nah, McCarthy and uh, yeah, I completely the other one and the I, other one. I, along with everybody else, completely yeah. forgot about that one. Most people did. Yeah, most, for most good reason. Have. Um, I, I got to tell you, though, uh, people who talk in the movie theater in a reaction to what has been said on film annoy the crap out of me. Like, a, like in a Rocky Horror Picture Show type fashion? <sighs> well, you know, so there was a, you know, the movie's about uh, one of the Ghostbusters' uh, grandkids. Right. Sure. They find this. They've moved to this abandoned farm that he it's what's his name. Right? Harold Ramis dies. Right. The, the movie is dedicated to Harold Ramis. As it should be. And uh, and Harold Ramis uh, it, in the beginning, they obviously don't show him, but he uh, he dies in like the first five seconds of the movie. Like you can't like there's I'm not really spoiling anything for you. OK. But they inherit this farm that he lived on. And then, of course, you know, the kids are on. Un, uh, uncovering all kinds of clues, and you know they they get into the whole uh, the thing about the ghost thing in the eighties and right. the marshmallow man and all and all that stuff. Uh, but there are some little jokes along the way uh, told by the the grandchild of 
of of Harold Ramis, and she, and she tells these like little dad jokes every once in a while. Okay, and it, you know it's kind of like uh huh, that's funny for the movie, you know that kind of thing. Sure. But then you got people in the theater going ha ha yeah yeah ah ha ha and you don't like that. I hate that. I hate suppose that. they fi- suppose those were like uh, not sarcastic laughs. Well, if everybody thought the joke was funny and everybody laughed, then that would be different. But it really wasn't that funny, and you know, this person uh, was exacerbating the laugh that it deserved. You know, I was watching a movie once where uh, I had this great line mm-hmm. and I wanted to use it, and I was and I was about to use it because I had, I had seen it before, I'd seen the yeah. movie before. Yeah, I went back to the theater right, and I had this great line. It was gonna it was gonna crack the whole theater up. Yeah, and some jackass comes in there with a laser pointer, and yeah. next thing you know, he's getting all the laughs. <laughs> is that, is that what and it is? and and my line was like uh, rendered impotent. It was like uh, it, it meant nothing at that point. I went to see a Batman film in Colorado. Didn't work out that well. <laughs> Now there's yeah, somebody, there you go. There's somebody who's interrupting the movie, <laughs> and you had such a great line too. Right, right. I had that one great line, <sighs> and then this guy walks in, and yeah, that, was that, that ruins it. Uh, but so, so not only that. Um, then, eventually, in the movie, yes. the original Ghostbusters show up, right? Okay, like for the cameo appearance, right? And this lady who's sitting, I don't know, maybe six seats away goes, Oh, oh yeah, finally, finally they're here. <clears throat> I'm just like, stop, stop talking during the movie. You know, uh, I can understand how you, you might be annoyed by that. Yeah. I have been in movie settings where people have talked to the film and made it a better film as a result. What, like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 type of thing? Or? Let, I was, uh, this is many, many years ago. This would have, and we, uh, some friends of mine went to downtown. Downtown, that's where it is. Yeah, downtown. That's, that's where you go when life is making you lonely. And you're a liar lonely. already because you don't have any friends. Go right, ahead. so it's 1985. This is how far back it goes. Ah. And in 1985, there was a... Um, a new version of the film Godzilla. In fact, the film itself was called Godzilla 85. And we had free tickets, so we went mm-hmm. downtown to go see the film. Right. And there were it was a it was there it was not a full theater, but there were plenty of people who also lived downtown who had free tickets as well, I assume, and they were in the theater. And we were just like a few rows behind them, and they were yelling at the screen. As you might expect from uh, a downtown type of movie theater. Right. Frankly, what they were yelling was nine times funnier than the movie. So I actually appreciated their effort. Well, yeah, but that was a cheesy, cheesy movie. Actually, it was a very it was good a, it movie. Was it was a, a horribly terrific cheesy movie. movie. Yeah, it was a horribly cheesy movie. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is something that... Is not the cheesy movie. Yeah, I know, it's, but it's supposed to be a little bit more serious than the other the other two Ghostbuster movies. But their wailing and catcalling made that film hilarious. Yeah, see, that's fine for that movie, but this one, uh, the people talking, stop talking during the movie. Yeah, I know, but you know, Steve, uh, again, uh, what you're describing is it's they're just sarcastic laughs and mm-hmm. guffaws. It's it's not even. Like there's creativity or, or or thought 
put behind it. It's not yeah. like they're yelling out great lines to reflect the the horrendous script or the bad acting, right? Which I you know I think it shows a certain level of uh, creative laziness. I uh, frankly, I've uh, successfully have stopped my children from be, from being movie talkers. Really, the one you know the, the they were they're like the kids that were, would ask questions. Oh yeah, when, yeah. And it's like, well, what is he doing? I, the movie just started. Can you just watch and find out for yourself? <laughs> yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Now that no. I that I don't like. I don't like a lot of questions. Like, who's that? I don't know. I'm watching this movie for the very first time, just like you. I don't have answers. Well, that's why I try not to tell my kids if I've seen something already, because then they're going to be asking me all kinds of questions. Well, what's this about? Well, what's his uh, what's this character's uh, motive? Right. Well, what's his uh, social security? What's his uh, what's his uh, mother's maiden name? Uh, what hometown was he from? Well, would you? Cons- I mean, if you were at home and you were like uh, streaming the film, would you pause it to answer those questions at least? I would. I would pause it to say, "Will you stop ans- asking me questions and just watch the goddamn movie?" We'll I see. There like you that. go. There you go. I say it like that because uh, it's more impactful when I say it. Well, it's kind of like you're punctuating the sentence. Yeah. You know, you want to make people understand that that's an important statement for you. It, it is very. But. I, I uh, had somebody uh, in my family that used to ask all kinds of questions, uh-huh. and uh, it would it would frost me after a while. It's like, what's the how? I didn't write the script. I can't tell you who that is or what they're doing there or why they've lifted that thing off the table and what they're going to do with it. It's as much of a mystery to I me know. as anybody else. I understand that uh, that frustrates and me. And why don't people understand that? I don't know, but creative yelling and catcalling, as long as it, it's kind of like being a class clown. You're not necessarily being disruptive if it's funny. Yeah, and it, the other thing that bothers me about the movies is the 30, it was 33 minutes of previews. That's a lot. That is kind of a lot. Actually, it's been that way for a long time Yeah, now. but it seemed like this was worse, and I don't know, uh, because I was actually looking forward to seeing the movie, so maybe that's what it was. Right. Maybe it was like, oh, well, uh, I just want to get to the movie. I could care less about this other rock movie that's coming out. Which the, one was that? The, I don't know. It was the one with uh, him and Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I very rarely do they does does a preview like a trailer really get, capture my attention. Like, oh, I gotta go see that. I, I, I it rarely ever works. It depends on what it is. It would have to be uh, something. It's got to be something pretty spectacular for me to say. I am. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, I don't like the the trailers that give away most of the movie. On the yep. other hand, I don't like them if they give away too little. Now, see, I kind of like that because that's more the mystery of the movie. I'm trying to think what what it was, but it was like uh, it was a trailer I watched years ago in the theaters, and all it wound up being was uh, like one of the characters in a, in a, in a sequel, right. and you're like, "Whoa, that's coming up." Yeah. And that was kind of cool, but then there are some that just, you know, they give you nothing, and then you see the movie, and you're like, well, that's not what I was expecting. We watched the uh, the trailer for uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, the original uh, Gene Wilder The real Gene Wilder one. And it's funny how movie trailers have changed dramatically oh, yeah. over the years, and, and, you know, that was from, what, 19, early 70s? 72 or yeah. something like that? And uh, it's like, meet, and, and they give you the whole story, meet Charlie. A poor boy from the you know from the neighborhood, and is, he gets to inherit the chocolate factory, you know that kind of thing. Like, yeah, they give right. you the whole thing. I was like, I wouldn't even have watched the movie if I had trailers like that. Except here's the thing, you know that movie was based on a book, 
that had been published for years. Well, if you ever read the book, you know how it resolves. Oh, I know. They, but they all they 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 explain that part too in the trailer. This was based on a book by you know whatever yeah, they got. Yeah, right. right, right there. Well, it's like when I got uh, all kinds of crap for you know accidentally giving away the final scene in uh, in the Hobbit. Well, the Hobbit was published in 1937, and uh-huh. I and I told everybody like I don't want to spoil the surprise on how. Uh, about how uh, King Thorin dies at the end. Is that I, when they slide down the hill on the sled? No, it's not how he dies. Which, which but book am I thinking of? I um um I I, I don't even know. But, no, you're. I, I think you're thinking of the Grinch that stole Christmas. No, no, no. It was like uh, I can't remember it now. We read we read it in school, and I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, The Hobbit. The Hobbit. The Hobbit. That's what you're talking. That's about. That's what I'm talking about. What the hell am I thinking of then? I, I uh, apparently I spoiled the movie because what? I I talked about the, the 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 killing of a character well, who everybody have, knew about since 1937. You have a long history of doing that, spoiling things. Well, hey, uh, I'm I'm in the middle of watching that Beatles documentary. You're not yeah. going to believe this. They break up at the end of it. Hey, does John Lennon get shot? Not, I always wanted to know that. <laughs> Eventually, but that's coming up in the sequel. Oh, I can't wait. 625 on Rock 102. Spectrum Mobile is reinventing wireless again. Get unlimited on two plus. Become part of the Hazen family. Visit the careers page at hazenpaper.com to apply and see other career opportunities. That's hazen.com. It's 628 with Bax and Steve on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly cloudy today with rain showers throughout the day and a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. Got Scott Zolak coming up after uh, 8 o'clock and also Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield around 845 talking about uh, a big holiday concert this Sunday. Uh, And uh, right now, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rum Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. All right, I'll give you a choice, Bax. You want to hear a long one or a short one? Ah, uh, they got to, you know what? You've, you've been saying a lot of short ones all week. How about we go for a little bit lengthier one? All right, you ready? Yes. A uh, police captain moves to a small town, and upon his arrival, the locals warned him there were no women in town. And he was told that whenever he wanted to, you know, get satisfied, yeah. he should come near the river and wait for his turn. Now, he never spoke about the issue with people in town until a couple of months in his new job. The uh, captain realized, I can't wait any longer. I, I gotta, I gotta get some pleasure. Right, right, right. And uh, he rushed down to the river, and he sees this long line of dudes, and a donkey at the end. A right? donkey? Yeah. And he was the man of the law, so people uh, stepped aside as the captain walked his way to the front without waiting in line. Right. Right. And as he walked, uh, he uh, started taking his clothes off, and he's sweating, but uh, making peace with the fact that the donkey uh, was his last resort. Right. Okay. So he. Bangs this donkey. Like, he goes to town on this donkey. Like, he does things with this donkey you don't even want to ever. uh, Okay. Yep, yep. And once he's done, uh, he looks back, and he realizes everyone was stunned, stunned, and he says, hey, I'm finished. Who's next? And then some guy in the the line goes, "Uh, a captain, uh, you got it wrong. The brothel's on the other side. We only use the donkey to cross the river. Ah! See, that was the transportation. Shorter joke. Well, (laughs) I don't think the other one was much better. (laughs) Booyah! Bax and O'Brien.
on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. This year, make the season brighter with Villa Napolitana. Enjoy their annual Christmas Eve event starting at 10 a.m. with their customer appreciation celebration until 5 p.m. as a thank you to all of their valued guests. Make your reservations for their set dinner menu starting at 5. Of course, you can always give the gift of Villa to someone else and yourself. Buy a $100 gift card and you'll get a $25 gift card free. All this and more awaits at Villa Napolitana. Plexiglass partitions have been installed for your indoor dining safety. Villa Napolitana, East Long Meadow. The button, a symbol of things made easier. Before buttons, things were much harder, like pole starting an outboard motor. Come on, you. Come on, you. Come on, come on. Okay, this time you're going to start. Come on. Or manually opening a garage door. Oh. oh, no, my back. Or even treating sleep apnea. If you've tried CPAP but struggle to get a good night's sleep, relief can be as easy as a button with Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea treatment that works inside your body with just the click of a remote. That's right, a button. As you sleep, Inspire keeps you breathing normally and sleeping peacefully. No mask, no hose, just sleep. To learn more, visit InspireSleep.com. That's InspireSleep.com. Inspire. Sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. Would you like fries with that? It's a question as uninspiring as the fries you get in return, but not at Wendy's. You see, Wendy's knows fries are a bit more than just an add-on. That's why Wendy's reinvented their fries and are guaranteed to be hot or crispy, or Wendy's will replace them. Every natural cut skin-on fry is perfectly salted with sea salt and just as hot, crispy, and delicious as the first. And Wendy's new fries are already preferred nearly two to one over McDonald's. So order your new hot and crispy fries within your big bacon cheddar combo meal or any one of Wendy's made-to-crave premium sandwiches. So right now at your local Wendy's, see why everyone is raving about these brand new fries. Natural cut skin on with a hint of sea salt and guaranteed to be hot and crispy or Wendy's will replace them. You know, the way fries should be hot. Try Wendy's guaranteed hot and crispy fries today at participating Wendy's. It's time to get ready for winter and time to head over to Rocky's Ace Hardware, your headquarters for Aaron Snowblowers. Aaron Snowblowers are made in the USA by a family-owned company just like the Rockies family. Aaron's is the number one selling two-stage snowblower in the world, and you can get your Aaron Snowblower from a local family you can trust and see why Aaron's is the king of snow. Available now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. 634 with Baxton O'Brien of Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by RM Gun Vault. They strive for the highest caliber of excellence. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Palmer woman has been charged in a hit-and-run crash that killed a pedestrian on Tuesday in Palmer. Nicole Montanes was arrested or was arraigned virtually in Palmer District Court Wednesday. She faces seven counts, including OUI Liquor's second offense, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, leaving the scene of an accident resulting in an injury or death, motor vehicle homicide and speeding, and an inspection sticker violation. She's probably fighting that one. Probably. A dangerousness hearing has been uh, scheduled for December 9th. She is currently being held at the Western Mass Regional Women's Correctional Center in Chicopee. A man from West Springfield was arrested for a warrant uh, based on investigation by the North Adams Police Department Tuesday morning. morning. 
According to the Springfield Police, 25-year-old Jeremiah Hearn was arrested around 10.20 a.m. by members of the Springfield Police Department's Firearms Investigation Unit, Mass State Police, and other agencies. Hearn had an outstanding warrant out of Northern Berkshire Court on a charge of kidnapping for extortion. Officers found Hearn in his car on the 200 block of White Street. Inside the vehicle, they seized 22 grams of marijuana, nearly $1,000 in inside a backpack, had more than 360 rounds of various ammunition, a 30-round high-capacity magazine, and a 15-round high-capacity magazine. Hearn uh, had an additional $198 on him. That's the thing he's going to have to answer to. The $198? That's the thing. Listen, uh, we can account for the $1,000 versus how many drug, how much drugs you have in the car, but what's this 198 bucks you've got? Yeah, what's, what's a guy with these two guns doing with that much cash in his pocket? You, 198 you two away from 200. Yeah. What you spend that $2 on? Nothing. None yeah. your none your none, none your business. Hey, uh, man, I'm not talking till I speak to a lawyer. Hey, a uh, man from Springfield is being charged with arson after a fire at a restaurant on Page Boulevard on Tuesday, according to the department. Officers were called to the El Moro Bakery and Restaurant on Page Boulevard for an alarm going off at around 9:30 p.m. on Monday. The fire was located in the back of the building and put out by the fire department. No one was inside at the time of the bill. No one was inside the building at the time. Video surveillance showed a suspect pouring gasoline along the rear door and was identified as 48-year-old Josu Ortiz Velez. Uh, a Springfield arson investigator parked across the street uh, said uh, Tuesday. Wait. A Springfield arson investigator parked across the street Tuesday and saw Ortez Velez return to the restaurant and drive away. Hmm. Oh, he saw him. This must be after the fire started. Right. Springfield police conducted a traffic stop on Darius Street and uh, arrested uh, Velez around 12.45 p.m. He's being charged with arson of a dwelling or a home. Now, is there any substantial damage to uh, the El Moro? No, 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 no damage to the building. Uh, luckily, it didn't uh, do anything to anything inside. Well, that's good because I have to tell you, food over there is pretty damn good. I never, I never went to the El Moro. I've had food from the El Moro. I've never actually been to the El Moro, but the food from was delicious. Is it just a bakery? No, no, it is not just a bakery. Yeah. The one time I, I went to that market down in the North End. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's in a little plaza next to the McDonald's. I know exactly what you're talking about. And is it the San Juan Bakery? Is that what it is? <sighs> is that the little San Juan Bakery? I don't know if that... It might be. It might I had, be. I had a... Uh, based on a tip from uh, former city councilor Tim Rook uh, to go get a, uh, a pork sandwich there. And? That was like a... Like dressed up like a grinder with Eat. like a mayonnaise and tomato on it. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh boy, was that good. Why are we not going there? Why are you and I not uh, making plans? I don't know. I went there. You know why? Because the line is always out the door. That's why. See, but that's the thing. Yeah. You know, I don't care you know, what part of town you're at. You got there's a line outside the door. Uh, it you know there's something great inside. Yeah. You know, I, whether it be a great pork sandwich, or uh, there's a gra a guy a doctor writing scripts for oxys or you know, whatever it is. You know whatever is going on inside is totally worth waiting for. Yeah, but you want to go like in the spring or summer. You don't want to be standing out there now in the cold. But you know how many times I didn't go to the the Big Mamu because, because of the line because it was cold outside. It was like you know you know. Yeah, but the, but the line to... was 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 part of the fun. 
because you could drink in the line or you know you're you're chit chatting with the with other people. It's like a, it was like a social experience. I don't think you could legally drink in the line. I think you had to wait until you crossed the threshold. No, of the restaurant. but it was but it was barely legal, and that's what made it so much fun. I see what you're saying, but uh, I had no interest in doing that, so. I didn't go to the Big Mamu as much as I would have liked to. Yeah. They got a pernil sandwich at the El Moro for only $5.50. Maybe know that's going to be pretty good. That's kind of, I think that's what I had at that uh, that place. Yeah. Oh, man. That's like the greatest thing ever. We got we to gotta, we gotta make some trips here. We do. Yeah, and uh, listen, you and I both are big fans of, uh, of the pernil. We, we love that stuff. Pernil. Oh, my God. The best pork shoulder thing in the world. Listen, when you uh, when you massage 24 cloves of garlic into anything, you know you're in for a treat. Oh, yeah. You, you, know? you know that's going to be good. And, you know, they massage it in there, and they keep it for like a full day before they roast it. Yeah. Oh, my God, so good. Yeah. I uh, That was the only time I let another man tell me how to massage pork. Sometimes and I was okay with it. Sometimes was, you just got to do what you got to do. Hey, you got to massage that pork. <laughs> You gotta rub your fingers on it. That's it. Push that garlic in there. Yep. Mm, yeah. You gotta insert the garlic into the meat. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what, I'm, what I'm talking about. Didn't uh, Didn't Ron Popeil have one of those garlic injectors? I believe he did. Yeah. And then he sold it as a product online. How about that? How about that? God rest his soul. The uh, MIAA football state tournament culminates this week at Gillette Stadium with the championship round, and one Springfield High School is looking to make history. The Springfield Central High School Golden Eagles will take on the Central Catholic High School out of Lawrence Thursday night for a shot at the Division I state championship. A win would make it three state uh, straight state titles for Springfield, and it would be their first Division I championship. They finished uh, atop the Division Three tournament in 2018 and 2019, and no postseason was played in 2020 well good luck to them that's awesome that is pretty awesome i uh i was never part of any sort of championship team i always wondered that what that would be like my high school football team i believe had only one winning season and that was during my senior year but everything before that was just garbage i think uh i think it was after i left my old high school in new york state they then went on to like actually get into some sort of playoff were you dragging them down was Probably. that the problem i think that's what it was what Maybe. position you play i played uh left guard you seem like a lineman I like do. you're built yeah. like you're built yeah, like a, a lineman. i was a left guard yeah for, for uh, many of those games. there you go and then like uh, you know when i got to college uh, they were like hey you should try out for football and the guy goes yeah he's a running back now like because <laughs> of the size of all the other people <laughs> that are on the team right like, these guys are like towering above you and they're like, you really got to it, – it's amazing how you think you're big in no. high school. Until – until well, and and if you ever go to, like, one of those Division One schools yeah. and hang out with someone else football players, oh, yeah. they're like, forget they're, about it. It's like they're, they're like raising uh, steeds. I used to uh, – in college, there were a couple of uh, moments where I, I got uh, a little drunk drinking with some of the basketball players. Yeah. And uh, there was one guy who was six foot eleven, just a big, giant, enormous man, six foot eleven. Not quite, uh, not quite seven foot, but depending on the shoes he was wearing, yeah. you could you could theoretically be seven feet. He's like when you're, and it's that's a Marquette's a Division One school. It's like you've never seen people so big in your lives. Like how did this happen? What what field and what kind of fertilizer was used to grow a child this large? Yeah, 
Really? Know, it's crazy. I mean, it's unbelievable. I have, I have, a, I have a, uh, one of my best friends. He used to play football uh, before a massive injury let him not play football anymore. Sure. But uh, he played uh, for a junior college in upstate New York. This kid was like this kid was like a tank in high school, right? You know, and he was probably three hundred and fifty pounds, but he was three hundred and fifty pounds of like just solid rock. Yeah, they and you know they they look enormous. Yeah, you know, they look fat on TV, but and, trust me, these guys are not. And I, I I've seen that this guy like you know we're like how big you are. You you really can't run that fast sometimes. Yeah, this guy could run too. He uh he would he would he would he'd do kickoff returns all the time. He'd do touchdowns at three hundred and fifty pounds. At three hundred fifty pounds, it was like a freight train running down the field. We're like, and all, all my friends were like, we're watching the game. We're like, holy crap! Did you see that? <laughs> you didn't even know what just hit you. Unbelievable. Uh, three officers corralled a hamster and took the animal into protective custody after the animal's owner and driver was accused of impaired driving. Shortly after twelve thirty a.m. on Tuesday. Beaverton, Oregon officers stopped a vehicle in the uh, on the suspicion that the driver was impaired, said Officer Mike Rowe. Not the same Mike Rowe uh, from the Dirty Job show. You sure about that? I'm sure. It officers, sounds like a dirty job already. Officers reportedly talked with the driver, whom they identified as 27-year-old Nicole Huey, and found that she had a hamster on her lap. The hamster, whose name is unknown, was loose inside the vehicle and was the only other occupant. Uh, Huey reportedly told police she was headed to a local store. Rose said Huey got out of her vehicle and left the hamster on the dashboard. Police arrested Huey on the accusation of driving under the influence of intoxicants, and she was lodged in the and she was lodged in the what? Oh, Washington County Jail. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Lodged. I like how they use that. Oh, like like we put you up with fine accommodations. Our um, ham, uh, hamster, you said. Yeah. Are hamsters good to travel with? Outside of a cage? You know what? I don't know. I have enough problems with this guinea pig that uh, is infected with ringworm now that is now back at Petco right. being treated for or being switched out. I can't tell which one's going to happen. You, you won't know but for I'll a let, while. I'll let you know at the end of two weeks. Uh, Huey, uh, Rose said, told police that she didn't have anyone who could get the hamster, so they should just kill it. Oh, what a Come horrible on. person. Police told her that the pet would not be harmed and they would take it to a safe location. It took three officers to capture the furry little passenger, Roe wrote on the department's Facebook page. It appeared that the hamster wanted to stay in the vehicle and put up a good fight trying to avoid capture. Probably wanted to finish off the Keystone Light that she had on the front seat as well. Well, you know, Dave Ratner did say that, you know, hamsters and gerbils are kind of jerks. Yeah, right. And if if they're feeling threatened in any way after... You know, being involved in an automobile crash, Listen, you you're probably a, very agitated. You get a couple of shots in one of these uh, hamsters? Yes. Well, a couple of fireballs. Or like a Jägermeister. I can imagine like a hamster and a Jäger. Or, or what was that? St- Dr. McGillicuddy's? All right, gets you drunk, but it freshens your breath, too. Yeah, but I, Dr. McGillicuddy's is a very low-proof stuff, right? Isn't yeah. Isn't it like, 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 tw- like 40? 40, maybe? Yeah. So you'd have to drink a lot to get the same effect as you would if you just drank one Rumplemints. See, I don't know what the, I don't I don't know the difference between the rump if Rumplemints is it like an 80 or, or whatever it it's is. It's 100 proof. It's 100? Yeah. Huh. Uh, so, you know, it, why, cut out the middle, man. You know? <laughs> if you're just looking to get sloppy drunk. You might as well just do it quicker. I suppose. As opposed to trying to drink mouthwash for the afternoon. But your breath is fresh. Have you ever done that? Have you ever drank mouthwash to get drunk? No. 
I have never done that. I Not to get a, drunk. Yeah. I knew a guy like that in college. He had a serious issue. Serious issue. And he once drank an entire bottle of Listerine. Like, chugged it. Yeah, no. Like, that was cool. No, that's not not cool. Although his breath was minty fresh after I'm sure it was, and it probably killed 95% of the bacteria and germs in his mouth. He he explained uh, the next day that it was the worst hangover he had ever experienced in his entire life. Well, didn't uh, Kitty Dukakis get drunk on rubbing alcohol? Yeah, well, she was a (laughs) go-getter. She certainly was. But rubbing alcohol is, I don't even know what you mix that with. Uh, I believe ginger ale. I don't know if that's, if that's the truth. Or ginger beer. Uh, that's even better. Right. Gives a little kick to it. Yeah. What would you like today, sir? I'll have a rubbing alcohol and ginger ale. <laughs> With a whiteout chaser? Yeah, the, uh, the Awara. Yeah, can I have a, can I have a, uh, can I have a rubbing alcohol sour? <laughs> You're, do you want do you want a cherry in that, or do you want lemon or lime? Oh no, I want the cherry and the orange that goes with it. And 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 could you put the salt in the rim? Uh, now you're mixing up drinks. You're making it a whiskey a whiskey sour, turning it into a margarita. Listen, if I'm gonna if I'm interested in drinking rubbing alcohol, I don't really care if I'm being gauche at all. You gotta chase it with something, right? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy with a high of 55. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 39. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. Your call football is 7-Eleven. On Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 39. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. It's that time of year, Bax. Yes, I know. Time Deck- to start thinking about vacation. Decking the balls. No, I was thinking about vacation. Oh, vacation. Yeah, wh- are you going on vacation again? Yeah, I'm thinking about uh, taking that week off. The week or the, the two weeks? I, I, I think I only have the week to give. That's uh, I think that's all I have left. You know, before I get into what I want to talk about, somebody was reminding me about you uh, and your surgery, like if you were going to have surgery. Yeah. That that might not even happen right now because of all these elective surgeries that uh, things that are not, you know, important, well, well not as important as, you know, like a, some emergency surgery would sure. be. Sure. Well, let me let me, uh, let me set some parameters here. Yeah. I mean, that's elective surgery. This this is uh this is a life-saving surgery. No, it's this not. this is no no, this is medically necessary. I mean, if 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 in fact I have I mean, I'm not going to know for sure until I have the MRI, but if in fact this is a torn meniscus, uh-huh. I don't think there's ever been a surgery more uh I mean, this I should be top Put on the very top level of the triage. Yeah, uh, with this, I don't know about that. You have a good luck. Uh, good luck with that argument well, with the insurance that's, companies. That's the one. I, that's the argument I'm going to make. So uh, I've been doing. I've uh, been doing my my yearly decorating. Right. And uh, you know, thanks to my uh, my lovely girlfriend who likes to help out with decorating the things on the outside of the house. Right. You know, I, I got garland up on my fence. I got to, it looks really nice. You know, it's lights and stuff like that. Wow. And she's, then she's really making you do a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, but it, you know, it's a good thing because it 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 makes me feel better about living in my home. Other than the uh, you know decrepit things that I would put out there on a normal <laughs> holiday uh, year. You know what I mean, right? So, uh, so I'm doing this. Uh, I'm doing like a th- like a Christmas stump. Yeah. So last night I said, all right, let's do the Christmas tree. So I bring the uh, the Christmas tree out. 
Okay. Uh, which I don't buy a real tree. I have no interest in doing that. Right. And I'll tell you why in a second. But I get the uh, the tree out. I have no symmetry. I have no, you know, I don't really care what the tree looks like. As long as it resembles a decorated tree, I'm okay with that because uh, I let the kids put the ornaments wherever they want to. Right. Because not, I don't care. You're not uh, so hung up on whether the balls are balanced. No, I'd rather have them having fun doing it right. versus uh, you know me being some sort of controlling person going, No, no, you can't put your The tinsel goes over there. You can't put that. What are you doing? Yeah, you got uh, one red ball right there already. You can't put another red ball. You got to put it on the other side. You know, as a kid, my aunt Rose would would uh, decorate her tree. Yeah, and she she was like, she would lay tinsel on the tree like it was uh, like a science yeah. project, one strand yeah. at a time. And I remember being a kid, like taking a fistful of tinsel and just like throwing it up yeah, and wherever yeah, yeah, it landed, yeah. then that's that's good enough for me. And then I remember seeing that very tinsel in the dog poop in the backyard. Well, that's why we no longer do the tinsel. Right. Uh, but uh, we don't do tinsel anymore, do we? I find it distracting. Is there, you can't, can you even buy tinsel? Sure. Why? Yeah, I think so. Or is it just like the the garland, like the silver garland? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I liked the tinsel. It was always fun to do. You just throw it at the, you know, chuck it at the tree and see what happens. Now you really weren't supposed to do that. You were taking the, you were supposed to take it a couple of strands at a time and uh, lightly place it on the branch, yeah. not throw a ball of it at the tree. Well, that's how I did it. You know, I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, but it, so you know, the the tree goes up. The uh, tree looks great. Uh, you know. I have no, I, again, I'm not like a symmetry. I don't care about, you know, how nice and trim it looks. Right. It's a tree. Sure. And it, it serves its purpose. And the kids had fun doing it. So there you go. I remember when I was a kid, though, my dad never put up the tree until Christmas Eve. Isn't that a little late? I don't know. Like, I don't, I think his, his, his idea was that. You know, everything uh, came uh, on Christmas Eve. You know, everybody would know that he was putting up the tree. Sure. But he was like, you know, uh, when Santa would come at night and then you, everybody would wake up in the morning, the whole tree would be decorated and, the, you know, there'd be presents underneath. And, mm -hmm. you know, dad puts up the tree and then Santa came sometime after that and, uh, and put all the presents under the tree. So it looked really cool. It looked nice. But I just found that odd that he would not do that until the day before Christmas and then take it down New Year's Eve. Like, he wouldn't even leave it up. I got to be honest. Um, <clears throat> you know, we have a big fake tree. Yeah. And uh, and I love it. It's you know, it's 10 foot of fakery. Yeah. It's an enormous tree. Um, but uh, we've been talking about putting it up for weeks. Yeah. And for whatever reason. We haven't seen ourselves do it yet. Now, I think this is the weekend it goes up. Right. All right. Okay. But I also know that we can have a, a tendency to get a little lazy about it. Yeah. So that that tree has been up well into the new year because it's fake. If it were a real tree, you got to get it out because, you know, it could, uh, you know, it could you know dry up. You got needles everywhere and it could burn. Right. But with a fake tree, there's no rush. There's never any rush. So, I mean, I think uh, was it was last year or the year before, 
I think it was up right until like the end of February. Yeah, that was, that was my, my house a couple of years ago. It was up till. Didn't feel like putting and then, yeah, to the putting point all the ball, th- putting all the balls back just seemed to be like an awful lot of work. To the point where my girls were like, "Can we put hearts on this for Valentine's Day?" <laughs> Hey, yeah, we'll keep it up. Shamrocks for uh, for St. Patrick's Day. We'll get eggs for Easter. We can do this whole thing. We should have the tree up all year yeah, long. Fourth of July. We'll get the uh, red, white, and blue going on there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I always thought that was just incredibly weird that he would do. Like, you're wasting money on a tree. You yeah. went out, you bought this tree, but it, there were always real trees. We never had a fake tree in our house. So, so we, I, we, as a kid, we had a fake tree for a while, and then yeah. it, it stopped really, I mean, it stopped looking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so we started getting, like, real trees. You know, we'd go to, like, uh, some some parking lot somewhere, like some roadside stand that's selling trees in a bucket. Well, yeah, but the, the fake trees made 45 years ago are different than the ones that are made now, oh, you, where they look, uh, you know. You're telling me. My grandparents had that uh, aluminum tree with the uh, with the... With the spinning light that goes on the floor, Ooh. the splash colors all oh, over the place. That's cool. Yeah, I still have the light. I don't have the tree. Yeah, but I would love to get uh, an aluminum tree. Well, it, so my dad would have the uh, he he made his own base. Oh, really? He, he was he was a very talented like electrician guy. Like he knew how to put stuff together, and and he did make it look good. And he had three colored light bulbs in the bottom of it. Oh wow! That he uh, he put together and he wired himself. I. Gave it away last year. <laughs> I left it out on the front in front of my house, going, "Anybody want this?" Because after that much time, I think that was an electrical hazard. Like there was no like that thing was built well, in the seventies. The, the the electrical standards of the seventies right. are not the way they are today. Right, and he just said, "Oh, you just put this little thing in here, and boom, you you know, you got the thing." Uh, but uh, <laughs> these exposed wires look like tinsel. But I just re- like remember, like on a on a Christmas Eve afternoon, he'd uh, he'd start drinking, you know. Sure. He'd start drinking and then say, "Hey, let's get the stuff out of the basement." Ah! And then he'd go out and use a power saw to trim the bottom of the tree so it would fit in his makeshift uh, stand. Right. And then uh, he'd put the tree up and he'd decorate the whole thing yeah. while he was getting uh, schnockered. For uh, for many years, I would uh, I would go like to, to the local tree farms. Yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and 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 we would cut our own tree. And there's something nice about that, but you know, sometimes the trees look a little lopsided, like like there's a big bald spot in the middle of it, yeah. Where there's like there's no branches whatsoever. But this big fake tree, it's all pre-lit. I'm not uh, you know fiddling around with like uh, strands of unsolvable knots to or or you know switching out light bulbs. I'm not doing any of that stuff. No, you know, the, the fake you know the fake tree makes so much more sense for a guy like me. It may not make sense to many of you that are. You know, to go to like you know Pell Farms or Squire Farms and uh, and cut yeah. down your tree. There's something nice about that, but my fake tree, it's ten feet tall. Yeah, I have no it's, desire to go out to a tree farm and uh, and do it. It's not that hard to do. I mean, these trees yeah. are pretty easy to, to to saw down. But you it's got, like you got a ten foot tree. You said ten feet. I think that's mine too. It's pretty big. Yeah. Like and I got a, like a, I got this one room. It's got these vaulted ceilings, that's and that's the, why you got it. So it's the same with my house. It's only one room I can put this thing in. Like there's no other rooms to put it in because it's the only room in the house that has the ceiling high enough sure. to, to have the the tree in there. But I think it looks good, you know. Hey, oh, and I, try, I tried to get the. Uh, this is another thing that pisses me off about these online services and Hulu's and Amazons. Yeah. About five or six years ago, I bought 
the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer claymation, the one that we all know and love. Sure. Uh, the the Rankin-Bass one, yeah. Rankin-Bass, Burl Ives, you know, all that all that uh, good stuff. Yeah. And I purchased that probably for like 15 bucks on Amazon Prime. Sure. Right? So I go to look for it this year. It's not there anymore. It's no longer on Amazon Prime. And what I found out was... Even if you buy something from Amazon, maybe five years ago, right? if they lose the licensing to it and the licensing gets sold to somebody else, you also lose your purchase. You don't get that money back. Right. That's a bunch of bullshit as no, I've I, ever I, heard I, one I, in my life. I agree, but that licensing thing is serious business. I, I guess it is, but what's the difference of me owning a DVD of it? Well, see, that's the only way you you own it for sure. Flat out. That's ridiculous, though. No, I agree. I especially now since who the hell's buying DVDs? Who the hell even has a DVD player no, in their house? Everybody's streaming or downloading the movie to directly to their whatever device they have. That's but right. Still, right. That's uh, that's, uh, that's some shady shiznick. I agree. On there. I. It's not. You know what? It's not very Christmas-like. No, it's not. It's it's like the anti-Christmas thing. But uh, I was proud of myself. The decorating got done. 23 days before well, Christmas, not one day before Christmas, and I will, I'm will. i probably going to leave it up until February. My uh, my wife just bought a, a brand new set of Christmas balls. We got new balls in the house. Oh, I bet you love the balls. They're beautiful balls. Yeah. These, these I mean, I, she picked correctly. I mean, if you know, of all the things she could have bought at Home Goods that day, she picked herself a beautiful set of balls. I remember the day you got married and uh, you handed your own balls to your wife when you said, I do. Well, that's the way it yeah. goes. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't going to stand in the way of her wanting a brand new set of balls. And it's a big, it's a big, big set package of balls. Of balls. Yeah. I mean, these are these these will these will last a good long time if you take care of them. Costco. No, these are she bought them in Home Goods. Oh, Home Goods. Home, home Goods. Goods. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's you know, we've got a, a few different sets of 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 balls, mm-hmm. and uh, this is now this year's balls. And do you walk around the house going, Christmas balls? I'm going to say, honey, these are beautiful balls. Santa's balls! <laughs> I used to have a shop teacher who used to say bocce balls all the time. Oh, that's cool. That's what uh, Mayor Dom Dom should be saying. He should say bocce New balls. bats, bocce balls! Steve, Merry Christmas to you and your family at this yeah. important time of the year. So uh, all that decorating got done. Uh, no, no drinking occurred. Nobody uh, was yelling or screaming at anyone. <laughs> Nobody threw a turkey out onto the front lawn. Yeah. It was a very nice holiday. That's nice. <laughs> yes. we, the one thing we got to do before we bring the tree up, uh, and the tree's in the basement underneath the stairs. I guess got to pull it out. But uh, we have to move. Uh, what is right now an unnecessary exercise bike out of the way in order to put up the tree. Uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that's slowing down the process. And you anything because you got bad knees. I got a I got a I got a bum leg. I got a bum knee. So you know we'll we'll have to figure that out. But that's got to happen before you can put up the tree. Oh, I would think so. Oh yeah, no, that's that's got to happen. It's uh, seven twenty four with Bax and Steve and Rock one hundred two. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. It's 727 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I assume uh, you've put together a uh, bunch of questions to speak to Scott Zolak this morning? Um, yes. Uh, no, I because uh, you know, he's coming up after uh, 8 o'clock. Yeah, and I know. you got all the questions. Uh, you usually like talking. You want me to handle this? Is that what you're saying? I always want you to handle it. 
I mean, maybe you could have a conversation about how you were a, a left guard in uh, high school football. I, I mean, don't think he cares about that. Well, you've both played football. I mean, he was a yes. former you know, quarterback. Uh, maybe you could uh, share a little uh, football um, stories. Yeah, I think he was a lot more successful than I was with it. It's not about uh, you know, who's better than who, Steve. It's just about relatability. Uh, Can you have a football conversation with a guy who uh, who uh, served as a backup for most of his entire career. Listen, uh, you know, I, I could do what those pregame and postgame show people do. You know, when we when we air those. Sure. Like, who do you think is going to win tonight's game, Bob? Well, I think the Pats are going to win, uh, Phil. All right, we'll be back on the Patriots Rock Radio Network. And then they come back and they're like, hey, who do you think is going to win, Phil? I think the Patriots are going to win. Bob, all right, we'll be back on the Patriots Rock Radio Network. See, I don't see why you couldn't provide uh, you know, some uh, insightful <laughs> comments like that. Well, it's because it's the same thing over and over again. And then there's there's two uh, scenarios that happen with the postgame show. Either, okay. either the Pats win and they're all excited and they're like, yeah, we get, it's going on to Buffalo. Right? Or, or they lose and it's like 1 o'clock in the morning and those guys are drunk and you can hear it in their voice. Sure. I can't believe Mac Jones dropped that football when you just pretzels and peanuts down on the gallery down there. See, but that's what makes it fun to listen to. I mean, these are guys who've been, uh, you know, you know, basically going pretty hard at it at the, at the uh, tailgate parties for hours. And yeah, then I, at the end of the game, they have to try to remember what they just saw. Yeah, see, uh, I'm like uh, I'm like the uh, the mild sports watcher. I see. You know, I uh, you know baseball I can really get into. Uh, football I can get into, but I'm not like you know picking out. I don't know like all the rules. Right. I think most people don't either. No, most most I people. I think most people are like me and just don't want to admit it, but they pretend like they know all about sports when they really don't because well, they just heard something that they heard on sports radio earlier in the day. Well, see, Steve, if you if you uh, pick and choose your questions appropriately, you don't have to get into all the X's and O's. You can just talk about all the uh, the ancillary garbage that people actually care about. So can I get, can I go on and be like, uh, Scott uh, Zolak, uh, this is a question for you. Do <laughs> how come when I went to Gillette Stadium that little yellow line that's on TV was not on the field? See, that would be a very appropriate question yeah, for a guy like yeah. Scott Zolak. How come? Why are they all standing around doing nothing in the middle of the play? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll handle this one myself. Yeah, I think you should. Maybe I will. Mm -hmm. It's seven plus a free glass shower door while supplies last. Call Yankee home right now and tell him you heard this ad on Rock 102. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. A Palmer woman has been charged in a hit-and-run crash that killed a pedestrian Tuesday in Palmer. Nicole Montanez uh, was arraigned virtually. A Palmer district court on Wednesday, she faces seven counts, including OUI liquor, second offense, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, leaving the scene of an accident resulting in serious injury or death, uh, motor vehicle homicide, speeding, and an inspection sticker violation. That's the one she's fighting. A dangerousness hearing has been scheduled uh, for December 9th. She's currently being held at the Western Mass Regional Women's Correctional Center in Chicopee. A man from West Springfield was arrested for a warrant based on an investigation by the North Adams Police Department on Tuesday. According to the Springfield uh, Police, 25-year-old Jeremiah Ahern was arrested around 1.20 a.m. by members of the Springfield Police Department's Firearms Investigation Unit as well as multiple other agencies. Ahern had an outstanding warrant out of Northern Berkshire District Court on a charge of kidnapping for extortion. 
That's uh, that's not good. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's not good at all. Officers found a Hearn in his car on the 200 block of White Street. Inside the vehicle, officers seized 22 grams of marijuana, nearly $1,000, and inside a backpack had more than 360 rounds of various ammunition and high-capacity uh, magazines. A Hearn had an additional, additional $198 on him. What One you, other story about that. What you doing with that? The extra 198 bucks. Huh? I mean, he's two dollars shy of 200 bucks. My guess is uh, he must have spent two dollars on something. Uh, maybe a Red Bull. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Massachusetts will be getting a new governor and lieutenant governor in 2022. Governor Charlie Baker and Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito have announced they will not be seeking re-election next year. Baker informed his cabinet during a meeting Wednesday morning. Baker and Polito say they need to focus on uh, now on continuing to build toward economic recovery as Massachusetts emerges from the worst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I really tried to squeeze the governor last week for uh, for that information. And you know, have was. him, you know, announce that he was not going to run for re-election on our yeah. show. But he but, wouldn't do it. Nah, he wouldn't bite. I don't know why. I thought we were, uh, thought we were on, a, on, a, on a better footing than that. Well, because they like to, you know, they have friends in higher places than us. You know, if I can just say this, and I've, I've probably uh, stated it before. You know, in the last 26, 27 years, however long it's been since I've been on this show, uh, Charlie Baker is the only governor we've had that appeared to be like an actual human being. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there are some politicians. It's just you know they're just they're just dripping uh, you know insincerity and politic. That's not Charlie Baker's way. Like Charlie was like an actual an actual guy. Like you could hang out with Charlie, but you may not agree with everything from the guy, but you could hang out with him. No, I wouldn't want to hang out with him. Well, now that he's not going to be governor, I don't care to. But if, yeah, when, yeah. When he, while he's in power, yeah, even sure. then, though, I, you know, John would always say how, oh, we, I went and played poker with the governor. And I'm like, big deal. Big <laughs> deal. You know? It's just another guy who he happens to be the governor. No, I get that. But, but like every other governor we've had, yeah, you know, going all the way back. Has never been particularly um, fond of the show. I want to say fond, not fond of the show. Yeah, they just haven't really been the kind of guy uh, or woman, uh, Jane Swift too, that uh, you just hang out with. Like you could have a conversation about other things other than running a state of uh, the state of Massachusetts. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever gotten excited about meeting a politician. No, even, I never even have. A, even a regular guy like Charlie Baker, as you claim. Who's not really a regular guy? Well, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, you're compa I'm yeah. comparing him. I know you're comparing, but I'm just saying. Uh, never, I never. Oh my God, I gotta meet. Uh, no, I've, I've, you know, I've I, never, I, I've never felt that way about a politician either. But I just, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, of the ones that we have uh, had on this show, yeah, he was the the closest one to a real live human being. No, what about uh, what about uh, Dom Sarno? He's a he's a real live human being. He's not the he's well, a real okay. live boy. He is a real live boy. Yeah, and uh, you know the dude's got a heart of gold. Make no mistake. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? No, I really don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, they're just indulgent. They're politicians. They all kind of like just whatever. They're just people who. You yeah, know, get into them, that role, but, and uh, but some of them I wouldn't even put on the same level as 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 calling them people. They're like, 
you know, they're like uh, animatronic, like you would see like at the Hall of Presidents at Disney. It's like they're not, these are not real people. It's like they're made of machines and wax. A uh, New Salem man, I figured we'd do some New Salem news. It's about time. Uh, We'll find out this week whether he must remain in jail on charges connected to a recent shooting incident. A dangerousness hearing will be held tomorrow to determine if 69-year-old Richard Anderson is a threat to the public. Dick Anderson. Is Dick a threat? Can be. We'll find out tomorrow. Yes, we will. Anderson is being held without bail after pleading not guilty to multiple charges in connection with the November 14th shooting incident at a Nielsen Road home where one person suffered non-life-threatening injuries. The uh, town of Montague is back in the red zone when it comes to new COVID-19 cases. The Montague Board of Health says the town recorded 27 new COVID-19 cases between November 21st and the 27th. There are now 39 positive cases that have been reported in Montague since mid-November. There's only 40 people in the town. I know. So the, the red zone's the bad one, right? Uh, the red uh, or the black, uh, whatever. Well, which, the bad which, which one's the bad one? Whatever the bad one is. <laughs> uh, they're in the red zone. That's gotcha. The bad one. Uh, so, you know, the rate's going up. The health board will meet today at five to discuss the situation and whether new restrictions are necessary to prevent further contagion. Says sure sounds good. Uh, it may soon cost more to attend the University of Massachusetts. UMass trustees are considering raising tuition and fees for the first time in three years beginning next fall. Oh, terrific. Part of the rationale for the increase is believed to be the rising operating costs related to COVID-19. Gee, it doesn't have anything to do with your high salaries in mm. the state where the president is making nearly a million dollars a year? You're telling me that if I send my, my kid to UMass for Thirty-nine or forty thousand dollars a year that you can't find a way to squeeze a few bucks out of that uh, out of that expense yeah, to this... take care of your COVID issues. Yeah, I'm not buying this one. I'm not buying that either. That's this a... is yeah, this is all a, a, a big ruse. This is this is them trying to say, you know, uh, there are some colleges in this country jacking families for seventy-five thousand dollars a year. Why aren't we one of them? Yeah, let's up the ante here. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they're telling everybody to go to college and, and do all these things, but you can't even afford to go. Right. Yeah, the other thing is, and that this story doesn't mention this, so they have kind of uh, kept a freeze on tuition rates yeah. being increased, but they continue to raise fees on each student every well, year. Well, that's how they get around it. Well, UMass, unlike a lot of other the, the whole UMass system, it's not just Amherst, it's, it's all of them. Um, what they do is they, they fiddle around with the fees, but the fees are almost as much, if not more, than the actual tuition. So when they say, oh, yeah, our tuition rates have stayed the same, no, you haven't. Families are paying it more every single year to send your kids to those to those colleges. Well, I That's guess, just a fact. Well, I guess you uh, be happy to show you some invoices. Good luck uh, working at your minimum wage job while you try to get an education. That's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Master Registry of Motor Vehicles and the Westfield Police Department are warning of a texting scam. Avoid third-party sites pretending to be from the RMV. The only safe site to perform an RMV transaction is mass.gov slash RMV. The uh, RMV wrote in a tweet on Tuesday. The Westfield Police posted a photo of an example of the phishing text which reads, uh, due to security upgrade on all our systems, Mass RMV requires you to validate your driver's license profile 
Please update the information in the form below. Failure to update may lead to the suspension of your license. And it's like dmv.reviews slash status. Don't click on that. Okay. Good to know. Please confirm that this text is a phishing attempt and scam that makes its way around the area every so often. They spell phishing, F-I-S-H-I-N-G. I I thought it was P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. Isn't that... uh... Isn't that how you do the computer uh, thing? Yeah, you know that's a good question. Well, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. Or is that just the band you're listening to while you uh, smoke your pot? I think that's do, just the band. And do the, your scams, yeah, right? Hmm, that's interesting. Don't you think? It is interesting. Which way? Which way is it supposed to be spelled? That's what I want to know. Yeah, you know, I, I, I had a, to uh, to register a, a vehicle the other day. I did it online. It was so easy. I couldn't believe it. Like, well, I like. Why would I ever want to walk into another registry of motor vehicles location for the rest of my life if I could do everything online? You know, there are seemingly things that are easy to do in this state, like what you just said. You just got to have the license plate number, your driver's license number, and then uh, your $50 right. to register the vehicle. Exactly. But, like, the the easy pass thing, I've lost the password to my easy pass thing. But here's the thing. You can only reset the password by calling them sometime between the hours of 9 and 5 like that, day. Like that's convenient for you. It's not convenient at all. No. But I need to upgrade it because the thing keeps tripping, and now I'm paying extra tolls because I'm paying the, you know, they'll let you pay the online bill no problem directly. Right. But they won't let you get in. Like, I can't get into the account to up. The problem is the credit card expired. That I had in there, oh, so now I got a new credit card, right. and I can't get in there to update it. And they don't, uh, and, and the website doesn't allow you to update just, a password. I don't have the. No, they do, That's the thing. It's like you have to update, it and then you have to answer questions. And I don't remember what the hell the stupid questions were, or the answers to the stupid questions. Well, were. how complicated were the questions? It's uh, one of them's what's up. <laughs> And I think it was, the other one was how's it hanging. No, That's it. Those are those are two tough questions. Uh, you say nothing. That's usually the answer. And then uh, what's really up? Uh, nothing really. <laughs> so I, you know, I just I, I don't like dealing with these organizations. I get it. People. I get it. I, uh, you know, what's the worst that can happen if you mentally check out at this job? Uh, the worst that can happen. Yeah. I mean, you mentally check out every day. But uh, yeah, by like around 8.15, I'm done. But uh, what's the worst that could happen? A few seconds of dead air, maybe? Maybe. Right? A 43-year-old woman in Turkey sued after she went in to get a laser facial. <laughs> I didn't know those things. I don't know those things could procreate. <laughs> Who's using lasers for that kind of thing? Well, they accidentally burned her whole face. Here's the funny part, though. She claims it happened when the technician got distracted and started arguing with her boyfriend over the phone. She posted some before and after shots, and it looks like her entire face got burned. She used to have pretty clear skin, but now it looks like her whole face is covered in dark freckles. Oh, man. But that's well, temporary, though, isn't it? I don't think so. We uh, we don't know the exact treatment she got. It could have been a laser facial mask that left on too long, or they might have been using a wand, or just lost track of how long they'd been uh, blasting her with it. Yeah, blasting with a facial. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you there. Either way, a judge ruled that they they were at fault, and the boyfriend uh, argument did play uh, a role. But the amount of money she's getting uh, is crazy low. They only awarded her two hundred and sixty dollars. 
What? And they're letting the place uh, pay her out in 10 equal installments, so $26 a month for 10 months. It sounds like she's planning to appeal. Yeah, no, I think she should probably. Wow. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, which, uh, which, by the way, is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Do you ever have this stuff? I have. It's find, delicious. It is uh, absolutely delicious. And when I find a thing to tell you about <laughs> more of it, uh, uh, you know uh, that tired cliche, the perfect gift, Fogbuster Air Roaster Coffee, really is the perfect gift. Who doesn't really love good coffee? Just put a big red bow on the black and white bag and say, Happy mornings! I didn't write that, by the way. Uh, you're, <laughs> it's going to be rainy today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, cl- uh, partly cloudy with a high of 40. It is 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm st- rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.53 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Going to be, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, going to be rainy today with a high of 55. And uh, it's going to be uh, sunny tomorrow with a high of 40. It's 37 in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is giving you a chance to win, uh, 12 chances to win great prizes throughout the month of December with 12 days of prizes driven by the Tommy Carr Auto Group. You go to rock102.com and you sign up. And each weekday starting next Monday, December 6th through Tuesday, December 21st, we'll give away a $200 value gift to one of 12 local businesses. That include things like uh, Frigos, the Soft Touch Car Wash, Nathan Bills, Odin Keeps Axe House, Custom Car Sound, Pioneer Valley Arms, and a whole lot more. It's the 12 Days of Prizes brought to you by the Tommy Car Auto Group and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I saw uh, one of my friends on Facebook yesterday uh, got this uh, <coughs> advent calendar. Sure. That's all beers. Oh, really? It's one beer a day. No kidding. And I'm like... Uh, my dad had one of those when I was a kid. They were made of Budweiser's, and he'd drink all 24 of them on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I was going to say, every yeah. day is Christmas yeah. with that. And then, then he'd pass out. He'd wake up again, do it all over again on Christmas Day, drink another 24, and then uh, yell foul things to my mother and throw the turkey on the front lawn. See, it's, it's all it's, worked out. It's a Christmas miracle. It is a Christmas miracle. <laughs> It's 755 on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game, every... Hire ASAP. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, here we go. Major League Baseball is officially in their first work stoppage since the 1990s. Now, for many of us, we're old enough to remember the last nine work stoppages in Major League Baseball. We remember those lockouts, the strikes, the heated negotiations. I may not remember where I left my keys, but I certainly remember the days when games were lost and seasons were compromised. And for what? So a bunch of rich baseball owners and their players can quibble over resolving how to split up billions and billions of dollars between themselves. Yesterday, both Major League Baseball and the Players Union ended their latest negotiation session after only seven minutes. That's barely enough time to pour coffee for everybody around the table. On the other hand, I've certainly been through my share of seven-minute-long conversations that were six minutes too long. Nevertheless, with a labor agreement hanging in the balance, you'd like to think that maybe they'd give it, oh, I don't know, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour. 
But no, instead, they opted for a lockout. Now, the big issues, of course, are all about money. And while I would be happy to talk about arbitration or salary structures for second and third tier players, luxury tax considerations, minor league per diems, an expanded postseason, and a bunch of other stuff that I couldn't possibly understand, I just don't have enough time in my day to break it all down for you. Thankfully, this lockout could take months to resolve, and by then, maybe I'll get a handle on some of this stuff. But I tend to doubt it. You see, all of us really need to know is this. You're in the off-season. Negotiating now only weakens your leverage. Negotiating in February and March, all of a sudden, people start freaking out that it might affect next season. Which, of course, doesn't mean anything since baseball loves not playing baseball games if it means they get their way. It's almost too bad we can't all work under those kinds of conditions because I'd love some extra time away from the office. It's that whole not getting paid thing that I got a problem with. But hey, in my yappin' sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Have a pro. Sharpen your chainsaw. See Alan at the Westfield Rockies. Alan is a steel train chainsaw expert. If you need service or repairs or want to figure out which chainsaw to buy, it's good people like Alan and rock solid service that you're going to find at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 807 and ACDC in Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 39. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Big football game coming up uh, on my, this weekend. Uh, actually, uh, it's uh, Monday, isn't it? Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Yeah, the, the, uh, pay- I, I know that much. <laughs> you know, well, thank goodness. Yeah. I had to think twice about it myself. Hey, hey who do you think is going to win the game, Bax? Oh, New England, without a doubt. All right, we'll be back on the Patriots Rock Radio Network. On the phone with us right now, brought to you by the Leah Auto Group, Scott Zolak. How you doing, Scott? Well, what time's the game Monday? Well, of course, it's 8.15 or 8.20. 8.15, of course. Of course. Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> they, they, see, what song did you sing to me on my birthday? See, Happy Scott, birthday. Th- this is the only reason why you talk to Beck, because I don't really get into the logistics of the football game. <laughs> I just know that there's drinking and uh, and pot right. smoking commencing at yeah. 8.15 well, on Well, that's Monday okay. Night. Oh, my God. You can't, you can't do it for four hours. I mean, I try and do it for four hours, but, like, our best segments on radio are the ones when we don't do any sports. <laughs> you, we always say, we always say the best part of this show happens off the air. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like, do you, do you smell your farts under your covers? Like, you know, those questions. You know? <laughs> Load up the phone. 6177790985. And you know you what? Go. And you know what? Those are the those are the kinds of burning questions that people are actually interested in. They don't care about it. Literally. Exes, literally. Exes those are the ones those? that smell bad. Absolutely. So, <laughs> let, let's talk a little football here. Six wins yeah. in a row. And, you know, the, the, the game against the Titans, 36-13, yeah, this is not a this is not a, a a cupcake type of team. This is you know, the Titans are a damn good football team, but they got manhandled by the Patriots uh, you know last weekend. There was a little bit of manhandling going on on both sides. Titans ran for over two hundred yards, so they pushed us around pretty good. But defensively, all their guys were there, so I think it was a good test for Mac and the offense. Is to hey, this is what it's really going to be like if you see these guys again, and I don't. I don't really know if I want to see them again because I think you'll have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry all back for their offense. And I think Brable comes out of there saying, hey, you know what? We, we stood toe-to-toe with them for uh, you know, a good good three quarters. And then things fell apart in the fourth. Patriots took control of the game. But you know, J.C. Jackson doesn't punch that ball out. You know, It could have been a different game. That was a one-score game at that point. Titans were moving the ball. They were controlling the game clock. But, uh, hey, you know, 
people still criticize the Max saying it wasn't his best game, which I agree with that. But it, that's good because it's got to the point where you expect him to be great every day. Yeah. And that means like, hey, now you're a veteran. You're not a rookie anymore. <laughs> Don't forget, the kid's 23 and he's still handling a ton. Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you know, it's, it's easy to forget he's 23 years old and he's made very, very yeah. few mistakes. And if he doesn't have a perfect game, it's because they don't need him to have a perfect game. There's other things going on in the field that don't require Mac Jones to be playing at the top of his game. Yeah, and that's that's the critical thing moving forward, that you're able to win games where he doesn't have to carry you. But there's going to be a game or two where the kid's going to have to carry you, where you might get down by 10, might get down by 14. And that's what made Brady so great, his ability to elevate everybody else in those moments. We, we, have, we don't know what that is yet with Mac. So you just take it as you go. It's six in a row, as you said. That's the hell of a win streak in this league. I don't care how you try and cut it, slice it. It's not a fluke. It's not a fluke anymore. No contender. I mean, the the one thing out of the game that I was concerned about is you know, the, I mean, as good as the defense was, they were not great against the run, and and uh, the Titans were able to run the ball in a way that the, the Patriots were not. And to me, if if there's any stain on the on the game at all defensively, that's it. Yeah, it is. It totally is. And Bill will fix that. You know, he'll have something up his sleeve for next week. Um, I, I don't buy into the theory like, hey, let's let them run on us so Buffalo can think they can run on us. Buffalo's going to try to throw the ball all over the field. You know, They're going to try to get the ball to Diggs, going to try to get the knocks to tight end, and you're going to try and confuse um, Josh Allen. You know, He's given you a bunch of picks before. So Bill's played against them before, and I think they can turn the ball over against New England. Um, I like New England in this game again, guys, like by, by six, five or six, um, somewhere around 26, 21, somewhere in there. Well, um, I, I just think they're on a roll right now. And yeah. I think Buffalo's not playing great football. Look at their schedule. Well, I was going to ask you about that because, you know, when you look at what the what the Bills have done over the last six games, I mean, they've lost, you know, they got obliterated by the Saints. Yeah, well, actually, they, they, they I'm sorry. I take they that back. The they beat the Saints. Yeah. They got obliterated by uh, by the Colts. They uh, they got beat by Jacksonville, which, you know, may be a fluke, may not be a fluke, but it's, you know, nobody right. loses to Jacksonville. And then they also lost the to the Titans in a, in a pretty close game. You have to wonder, okay, of the of these two teams, who needs this win more? And I would say it's probably Buffalo that, than New Buffalo. England. Yeah, Buffalo needs it more because of who they want to be and where they think they are and where the game's at. You know, they came in here whacking pretty good last year. You know, they they swept us. Uh, you know, Cam fumbled that ball up there in the red zone last year. We probably should have beat Buffalo. Um, but Buffalo, to, for them to believe what they are and if they're going to be the new the new king of the AFCs, which, hey, New England's back. And I think it's a nightmare for a lot of people. I don't think people around this country like the fact that, shoot, we thought uh, we thought little brother went away for a while. Well, big brother's back now. Big brother wants his room back. So you know, so it's one of those things. So as they, as they go into to Buffalo on, on Monday and, you know, they're going to be yeah. facing a guy like, like Josh Allen who everyone – you know, is is even even as they're struggling a little bit, he still played very very well. How does how do the Patriots go against a guy like that when he's uh, he's throwing up better numbers than than Mac Jones is? Well, I think you keep him in the pocket. You know, the big plays that he gets is when he scrambles outside, like Ben Roethlisberger does. So the fact that you got Judon and Van Noy and Hightower all playing at high levels right now off the edge, I think that's good for you. Keep him in the middle, get him to the big guys, and then have. Have the safeties come down in the box. Guys like Duggar. Well, Duggar's on a COVID list now, so we don't even know if he's vaccinated or unvaccinated. If he's vaccinated, he'll be able to be back in the building after he posts two quick negative tests. So we can hopefully have Kyle Duggar back in three days. Um, so we'll see what, what happens there. 
So if, if, you, if you look at down the, the schedule a, a bit, so obviously the Bills on Monday, then the Colts, the Bills again, then Jacksonville and Miami, you know, kind of close out the, the regular season. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I look at this and I look at, at, you know, what they've done the last six weeks. I don't know if they take both games from the Bills. At least one of them I think they take. But they could theoretically win out the yeah. entire the entire thing. But I mean, you, you, even if you consider even if you consider that possibility, you know the likelihood of of, of a win streak in today's NFL yeah. doesn't seem entirely likely. But if we lose, it's not like the it's it's not like the sky is falling here. I I don't think you run the table. I think it's so hard to run the table, and I don't know if that helps you run the table because that pressure builds every week to keep this thing going. Um, I remember the undefeated year; those guys were exhausted at the end of the year. Um, puts a lot of pressure on you. It really does. I think split with Buffalo, beat everybody else, and you're still an effing 12-5 and five on one hell of a year after you started 1-3. and three. I remember those, those discussions we're having back in September. We were trying to talk about music. You didn't want to talk about music. <laughs> there, yeah. was, there was nothing to talk about. Because, I mean, everybody... There was it. Well, the thing is, everybody was assuming that what you saw last year was what you were going to get this season, too. And... Ignoring all of the the changes and additions that they that they made in the off season with with free agents, and we've talked about this before, right. but with all those changes, um, many of them made before they even drafted uh, you know Mac. You have to wonder, okay, moving forward, they got to build around this kid, and that to me means only better things for the Patriots, you know, in the next two or three seasons. I mean, I, you know, to me. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, to me, that, that that's the that's the future right there. It is, it is. And then, but part of the problem too is like Josh is doing such a good job with Mac. What's going to happen here when his jobs become available and Josh is going to bounce? Like Josh is going to get a head job based on how he's handling his quarterback. Yeah. He's going to be back in the fold there. I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame tries to go after him. You look at that a whole Brian Kelly and how he leaves, just abandoned those kids <laughs> in the middle of the night. They're in the middle of potentially being in a playoff. He had his first LSU team meeting yesterday. What an a hole that guy is. Yeah. That's you know, that's it, that's a good point. You know, the, the college college coaching right now seems to be a real mess. Even to even to it the is. point now where there's all kinds of speculation that uh, Urban Meyer goes back. I mean, Urban Meyer probably should not be coaching <laughs> in the NFL. But even considering what he did in Jacksonville, you think d- does any college team really want him? Uh, see, I, you know, Nick Saban went to Miami, went to the Miami Dolphins after LSU. And then he said, you know what, this isn't for me. I like the college game. He goes back goes back to Alabama. Um, some guys aren't made for the NFL. I don't think Urban ever should have even attempted to, to coach in the NFL. Uh, the guy's had health problems. He's backed away from jobs before. Um, we know the history of Florida, Ohio State, all that stuff. Um, he's, he's built for the college game. I'd, I'd put him back there and hire a guy like Josh down in Jacksonville to work with a young kid. But you know, so they've been talking about Josh getting you know positions in the, in the past, yeah, outside of outside of Foxborough. Yeah, you, know, you look at the age of of Bill Belichick. You know, there's a sense that you know that uh, Josh McDaniel is the heir apparent to that position. Even right. if even if he leaves and goes into the college game, could you see him as the next head coach? I mean, are, are, or is, yeah. or are we not even looking at that anymore? Absolutely, I think he's coaching waiting here. But I just I don't know what Bill's timetable is. This is like sort of rejuvenated Bill. You know, his kids are young; they're on the staff. Steve's the defensive coordinator. Um, it's almost like there's too much on the table here. It's too I don't want to say it's too easy, but it's turnkey for Bill here. Right. 
that's going to continue to make him want to coach. And I don't know when that end is coming, but I know they paid Josh handsomely. He came back here. He could have been the head coach at Indy. Something made him get off that plane. And it could have been Kraft convincing him, hey, you're, you're the next guy. And maybe Bill told him that, too. I don't know. How much, how much patience do you think Josh McDaniel has got to stick around and wait for that to happen? Patience is money, right? <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> Springfield pays <laughs> Excuse me. They, they they pay you to stay out there in Springfield, give you a big raise, double your salary. You ain't ever leaving Springfield. Well, let's yeah. talk about uh, me do- them doubling my salary because I've never heard that <laughs> sentence ever uttered by anybody on yeah, this radio station. I haven't seen him since one of those Patriots games <laughs> early in the year. I thought I'd see him being back on the bandwagon. Yeah, well, I think I think uh, I may have to have you negotiate my next deal if that's the case because a double in the salary, I kind of like the sound of it. I'll talk to him outside section one thirty six. All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, so the Buffalo game is uh, is is Monday. How how do you prepare for one of these primetime games? Any different than any other game, or, or is this a, a little bit more a little bit more involved for you? Well, it's selected now because I travel commercial because of the COVID rules. You can only have seventy five guys on a plane, right? So our whole crew is going out early Sunday. I hate the city of Buffalo. Any <laughs> less time that I could spend there is better. I'm taking a ten p.m. flight out on Sunday. Get in about midnight, do my show, brush my teeth, get on the bus, go to the game, get the hell out of there on a 6 a.m. flight on, on Tuesday. That's how I prepare. No, I, I start I start looking at Buffalo film um, from, from the past and that and just going over the rosters. I mean, there's, there's, they're the same team from last year. There's a lot of the same names. So uh, it's going to be a fun one, though. It's going to be – it is one of the best environments. That Bills Mafia, I mean, they're some of the most uh, fun, despicable people to go to a football game. <laughs> I mean, I, the great thing about the great thing about the Buffalo game is I get to leave Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been to Buffalo a number of times, and the one thing I can say about Buffalo is, thank God, a major interstate highway runs right through it and out of it. So that's the best part about it. They've <laughs> <laughs> got Niagara Falls is close, right? Yeah, well, right, because if you're stuck in Buffalo, you can always jump over the falls in a barrel if you had to. Uh, Scott, it's great to talk to you. Best of luck on uh, on, on Monday. It's going to be a hell of a game with the Bills, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Can't wait. All right. I didn't get to ask any questions. Well, Steve, you didn't have to jump in there. Oh, oh, he already know, hung up. I wanted to know what his favorite game time snack was. Oh, you missed that opportunity. Son of a gun. Maybe next week, Steve. You can hop aboard that conversation. It's 820 with Bax Steve Nagel at Rock 102. It's 823 with Bax and Steve and Rock 102. It's pretty good, my little impression to that guy from the Carla Kazenzi commercials. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Hey! Carla, you know you own that one. You know if that guy ever decides to retire or go out of the business, they should really hire you. Yeah, I could. Uh, let's just say that that guy pulls like a Gilbert Gottfried thing and says something uh, very insensitive, and then they fire him from being the Affleck duck. Yes, you know I could be that. Hey, Carla guy. Yeah, uh, no, I think I you'd like be great it. at it. I would. Yeah, good for you. Uh, I guess uh, last week in 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 London or near London, they had a blizzard. Sure. Right. And uh, dozens of customers who stopped for a drink at Britain's highest altitude pub got a longer stay than they bargained for after the building was cut off by a blizzard. 61 people woke up Monday after their third night at the Tan Hill Inn in the Yorkshire Dales. That's uh, 270 miles or 435 kilometers. You know? Hey, you wrote that down? You no, did, they you did, did the conversion? They did that. Oh, that's good. Uh, they've been unable to uh, leave since Friday when a late autumn storm bought snow and heavy winds that felled power cables and blocked roads. Manager Nicola Townsend uh, and staff had organized movies, a quiz night, and karaoke for the stranded guests. Wow. They've also been entertained by an Oasis cover band, No Oasis. Oh, man. That's, Sign uh... me up. <laughs>
If you pretty, had a, it's a pretty clever name if you're going to do an Oasis cover band. If you had a Coldplay cover band, oh man, oh, God. that, that would have been. Uh, that would have been. I would like to know. think that if you, if you were trying to be in a tribute band, you'd be in a band yeah. that wasn't awful. Townsend said the guests were in really good spirits. Really, yeah. after being stuck in a bar with the Oasis cover band, I don't think so. They've formed a friendship. Like a big family is the best way I can describe it. One lady actually said, I don't want to leave. Well, I well, guess if you're getting drunk 24 hours a day. Do they serve food at this uh, at this bar? Yeah, they have food. It's an, it's it's technically an inn, but they don't have enough rooms for everybody there. Yeah. So there are people sleeping on tables and chairs and floors and things like that. You know, as awful as this sounds, I bet it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I guess if you're going to get stranded, you might as well get stranded with a bunch of people you don't know getting drunk. I mean, I would imagine at the end of the of the whole thing, your tab is enormous. But you know, really, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Nothing. I mean, just drink, eat. Hopefully, someone can charge your phone, and then uh, and then that's it. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, you know what the deal is with the uh, the cell phones and stuff like that. I don't know. This place was. It sounds like it's out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Listen, if you were gonna get stuck somewhere, yeah, where would you want to get stuck? Like a, like an airport or a bar you with know, food. I remember. I'll take the bar with food any day. You know, years ago we had uh, we had this uh, general manager who got really edgy when any kind of catastrophe happened around here. Sure. You know, like uh, when we lost power. Uh, oh yeah. After the tornado, then all of a sudden we purchased this giant whole station generator outside. Yep. And then uh, and then. There was a snow. There was another snowstorm uh, that prov- that made people stay here. I believe there were a couple of part-time employees that were forced to stay here because nobody else could come in. <laughs> and then in, uh, in that event, they bought those ready-to-eat meals. Oh yeah, that's right. The ones that last for like a hundred years, uh, and they put those uh, back with. Um, What's the other things that they used? Uh, sleeping bags, sleeping uh, bags, cots, bottles, air water, air mattresses, all that stuff. You know? Yeah. We should uh, we we should be stocking up on like things that we'd actually need. Do we still have those because MREs here? I think they threw them away. Threw them away? Yeah, because I think there is some sort of expiration date, and they were almost ten years old. By really? The yeah. That's too bad. Because I would say, yeah, you know, I'm I'm feeling a little. Peakish myself. Well, like, I did want to try the Salisbury steak. Because a fresh one that tastes so good. Why wouldn't you want to have one that's well, been freeze-dried for the know, last dozen if, years? If, if you're in a situation where you're not going to eat for a very long time and that's the only thing left, yeah. you use that as the last resort. I you, re- don't, uh, you don't just dig into that like, oh, it's a it's a ready-to-eat meal buffet. Yeah, I, I remember eating one of those, like uh, some... You know, radio interview we were doing, and they brought yeah. MREs for us to eat, and like, like there was like a package that just said protein on it, and it was basically a thick slice of spam that was covered in that gross jelly oozy. Oh, I love schmutz. that gross jelly oozy schmutz. No, uh, no, no, that was it was. Gr- yeah. You had to you had to wipe it off before you could put something like that in your mouth. It was not <sighs> that, that pleasant. Isn't that what you usually do before you put things in your All mouth? Right, you wipe know, it off? Look at the time. It's uh, 828. News is next to Rock 102. Keep up this holiday season with Duncan's new Pancake Minis. Enjoy. It's time for news brought to you by Villa Napolitana. Celebrate the holidays at Villa Napolitana. Open Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bags. The Omicron COVID-19 variant that sparked 
worldwide concerns and new travel restrictions has now reached the United States. Welcome. Fantastic. Give me your tired, your poor, your hungry. Welcome to the United States. The uh, first U.S. case of the variant was reported in California, according to the Associated Press. The variant was previously identified in the U.K., Italy, Israel, Belgium, Germany, Hong Kong, Australia, and the Netherlands. The WHO on Friday designated Omicron, named the, after the 15th letter in the Greek alphabet, as a variant of concern with several mutations that suggest concerning potential for rapid spread, according to public health officials. Researchers are still seeking solid answers on the variant's transmissibility and the severity of infections with epidemiological... Ooh, I said that. You said that right. Uh, ...studies underway as governments scramble to restrict travel and bolster vaccination and booster efforts. Yeah, just another thing you got to worry about. That's all. Didn't uh, haven't they been saying that if you're uh, if you're vaccinated and you've had the booster, yeah. that's a very little chance of you being hospitalized with the Omicron? Yeah, all or right. uh, or even getting it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I got my my booster scheduled, but uh, it's you know it's like another week away. I got mine. I got mine uh, about a month ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, know, you get you got there early, but I got to, I got it scheduled. I was supposed to have it uh, tomorrow, right? But then you know I had these uh, these plans for tomorrow night. I told you about that uh, that house party concert I'm supposed to go to in, oh, in, yeah, in yeah, Westport. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I so I changed it because I figured, well, you know, the last thing I want to do is go to a house party, you know, feeling like I've just been hit by a Mack truck like the last time I had my Moderna shot. So I so I changed it, extended it, uh, like you know, pushed it back one week. And uh, so next week I have I I'll get the I'll get my booster and then I'll be fine. Yeah, then then everything will be it'd be like uh, like nothing ever happened. Yeah, I don't know about that, but well, that's what I'm hoping if for. That's the way you feel that it's going to work out for you. That's then the, you let it feel you. Work that's out the kind you. of uh, cockiness I have, Steve. A uh, 33 year old Palmer woman is charged with drunken driving and vehicular homicide following a Tuesday afternoon crash on North Main Street that killed a pedestrian. Nicole Montanez was arrested a short time after the 1 p.m. crash on North Main Street near Wright Street. She fled the scene but was quickly located and taken into custody. The name of the deceased has not been released. Uh, yet to the press, uh, Mantanez is charged with vehicular homicide, driving under the influence of alcohol, second offense, leaving the scene of a personal injury crash, speeding, legs on operation, and having a v- expired inspection sticker. Mm. She was uh, being held on $50,000 bail pending her arraignment Wednesday at Palmer District Court. Uh, no other uh, really details about that story, even well. during the arraignment. She's got the dangerousness hearing next week. So that'll probably be uh, have more information come out about what she's accused of doing. Yeah, well, that's that'll be interesting. <clears throat> a man, uh, let's see, uh, a man from Springfield is being charged with arson after a fire at a restaurant on Page Boulevard on Tuesday. According to the Springfield police, officers were called to the El Moro Bakery and Restaurant on Page Boulevard for an alarm going off around 9.30 p.m. on Monday. The fire was located in the back of the building and put out by the fire department. No one was inside at the time. Video surveillance showed the suspect pouring gasoline along the rear door and was identified as 48-year-old Josu Ortiz Velez. A Springfield arson investigator parked across the street Tuesday, saw Ortiz Velez return to the restaurant and drive away. Oh, return to the scene of the crime, do you? Well, you know, uh, what time of day did he set this fire? It's uh, nine. Uh, he did it 9.30 p.m. Monday. And then I guess as they were... Uh, Looking at this thing on on Tuesday, they were picked. They they picked them up. I see. 
Well, I mean, okay, so you do something uh, terrible on Monday night. Yeah. But then the following day, you're thinking, boy, you know what? Um, a pernil sandwich sure does sound good. I, pernil sandwich does I, sound really I good. I hear that yeah. uh, the El Moro has uh, excellent pernil, and uh, I wouldn't mind it on a sandwich. So I would go back to the scene of the crime just for the sandwich. I'm going to have to go to this place. El Moro's good. El Moro. I, I, I've had the food, like, uh, like, like catered food from the El Moro. Yeah. Awful good. Awful good. Yeah, I uh, I said that place in that the little San Juan bakery. Yeah, that's some good stuff. We down there. we need to start. You and I need to start getting around town a little bit more. You know, sampling some places we haven't been to, or haven't been to in a while. That's a good idea. Yeah, you know what? We it, should make videos about it. We it should put it up online. It should be like the Bax and Steve's, uh, uh, you know, like Springfield food tour. What's that? Diners, dive-ins, and whatever. What's the drives? Uh, and diners, drive-ins, uh, drive-ins, and drives. Dumpy places and, and dives. Yeah, yeah. We, could, we, could do, we could do it that way. We could name it that way. I like that idea. Massachusetts will be getting a new governor and lieutenant governor in 2022. Governor uh, Charlie Baker and Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito have announced that they will not be seeking re-election next year. Baker informed his cabinet during a meeting on Wednesday morning. Baker and Polito say they need to focus now on continuing to build toward economic recovery as Massachusetts emerges from the worst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Their departure leaves former state ref Jeff Deal as the only declared Republican in the 2022 race with party caucuses set to begin in February. So they, uh, so Deal will be in the caucus? Yeah, see, his, uh, his slogan should be the Great New Deal. Right, the Great New Deal. Yeah. Look for me in the caucus. Yes. Don't feel me at the caucus. Right. <laughs> Hanging by the caucus. Yeah. Now, uh, um, did, uh, but we don't know of anybody else who is uh, considering running other than Mr. Deal. No. Uh, I'm sure there's a line of Democrats that want to judge, sign up and do this whole thing. You know, for a while, Charlie Baker had the highest approval ratings of any governor in America. Mm-hmm. Then this COVID thing hit, right? Yeah. Then he had all these people that liked Charlie Baker, suddenly not liking Charlie Baker. And yeah. I always felt like, okay, well, what's he supposed to do? You know, like, you know, there's no Listen. no playbook on this kind of thing. You know, in many ways, we're just trying to figure yeah. it all out together. Yeah, you know what, though? You're never going to please everybody. No, of course not. You're always going to piss somebody off. I understand that. The uh, Mass State Police Trooper, who appears to be sleeping in his cruiser on the side of the highway in a video that was uploaded to YouTube, remains on active duty, officials confirmed to Mass Live. As the internal investigation proceeds, we will assess whether we need to address his duty status. Duty. duty. <laughs> State Police spokesman David Procopio said to Mass Live in a statement, the video, which is titled, My friend Nick catches a Mass State Trooper sleeping on the job, was uploaded by YouTube user Sean Church on November 21st. Uh, the 23-second video shows a first-person perspective of a man walking up to a state police cruiser that is pulled over on the side of the road in what appears to be the I-290 area not far from I-495. Inside the cruiser, a trooper appears to be slouched over to the right, sleeping on the center console. The man recording the video then bangs on the cruiser's window, which, you know, you think that's a good idea to do to somebody in a sleeping state? No. To bang on the window? It's not. With a fire loaded with a firearm in their pocket? Definitely not. Uh, and he goes, bro, I see you sleeping every morning, okay? Going on Facebook Live. Every morning I drive by. You're effing sleeping. I can't even see you in the front seat. You know, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. It's exhausting work. You know, catching up on all that extra overtime and, you know. Uh, yeah, dealing with them no-show jobs. No-show jobs. They show up. 
not all day. Well, they're there. Yeah, but you got to wake up early, right? Uh, Procopio said, we are aware of the video, which appears to show conduct that is unsatisfactory, and we've opened an internal affairs investigation. So nothing until then, until that's completed. See, this is why I could never be a state cop. Because if I'm sitting around not doing a whole hell of a lot, I will fall Again, asleep. Listen, you know, you got to pick and choose your battles. I get it. You're upset. You're a taxpayer. You see somebody sleeping on the job, but you also don't do that job. And you also don't get forced to stay hours after your shift has already ended. That's it. Because somebody else didn't show up. I don't really, uh, there's a lot of other things to pick on the cops about. Yeah, I know. Sleeping on the job <laughs> ain't one of them. Sleeping on the job ain't one of them. <laughs> you know, it's when, it's when you it's when you uh, you arrest people. And yeah, then you, when, when things get out of hand, yeah, you let's know. Say, let's say you left your keys in the car at a pizza joint, and uh, two kids take off, and they drive all the way to Palmer, and then you go in, uh, beat the crap out of them, and then uh, you tell them, uh, yeah, we're going to plant drugs on you. Yeah, right. See, now that's a See, problem. That's, that's the that's, problem, officer. That's problematic. Yeah. But, it, but had he been sleeping on the job that day, would we even be talking about it? No, of course not. And that's the worst thing he can do? You want to take a little catnap? You do. Uh, you go right ahead. Uh, I had this story, uh, and I don't know if I can find it again. Uh, oh, yeah. Here, here, you ready for this one? Yes. Most pet owners will go to great lengths to care for their pets. When it comes to people and their pets, the question often isn't what you do for them, but what you wouldn't do. For one American airline passenger, the latter doesn't seem to be uh, including the word breastfeeding. A screenshot has gone viral hmm. of what looks like a uh, looks like a pilot messaging system that suggests a passenger on Delta Air Flight DL360 to Atlanta began breastfeeding her cat and refused to stop despite repeated requests from the crew. Uh, passenger in seat 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not be uh, and will not put cat back in its carrier when the flight attendant requested. Have you ever, um, have you ever spent any time with a cat? Yeah. Did a cat ever like uh, lick you with its tongue? No, it never tried to nuzzle up and latch. All right. Yeah. No, I get that. But like a cat's tongue is like sandpaper. So yeah. try to imagine, if you will, what that must feel like if you have chosen to nurse your. Pussy cats. Well, maybe your pussy cat loves the lung bongos. Maybe, but I'm just saying I would I would think that would be very painful on the nipple. Uh, it might be, but she might be into that too. I'm not talking about like a fine grit uh, sandpaper here. I'm I'm talking about something that you would use for like industrial purposes. I mean, that's how rough these tongues are. I'm the only pussy cat around here that likes sweater puppies. You know what I'm saying? Give me some of that sweet, sweet sweater puppy milk. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm just saying that that can't be a, a particularly comfortable exercise. Even if even if your cat is starving, I mean, you know, they can they can they can fast. The uh, pilot requested Delta's red coat ground team to meet their customer after landing to, to reprimand her. According to an online source, the carrier was contacted for comment to confirm. Whether or not the incident took place, Delta has tightened regulations uh, regarding emotional support animals over the last few years after experiencing an 84% increase in ex incidents. Right. Yeah, that's like the, the lady who brought the pig on the plane in Bradley years ago. Oh, She yeah. wanted to bring the pot-bellied pig on the plane with her. Because it's, it's a an comfort animal. Come on. Really? 
pigs are pretty comforting. I guess they're comforting, but it just doesn't belong in a public setting. There's reasons why we have farms and pens and you know, things I, like that. I've got I've got a, a friend of mine who has a potbelly pig as a pet. Try saying that 12 times fast. A potbelly pig as a pet. And the thing is adorable. It's like a, like a part of the family. Does it have the copper clappers? It's got the cl- uh, the copper clappers. Uh, however, <laughs> unlike this case, it usually has the animal acting up. Passengers are still allowed to bring their small dogs and cats in the cabin, but they must stay in a kennel under the seat in front for the entire flight. This does include an additional charge for customers. The phrase emotionally supportive has been interpreted broadly over the years. And in a statement, uh, Delta said they had seen comfort turkeys, gliding possums known as sugar gliders, Snakes, spiders, and more. See, that that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's beyond the cat and the dog. Yes. And then somebody goes, well, what about my hamster? Then you bring the hamster on the plane. What about my guinea pig? You bring the guinea pig on the plane. What about my ferret? Then all of a sudden, you got a flying zoo in the sky. I don't know how well weasels handle airline uh, traffic or, or, you know, travel. You know, weasels seem to be something you'd probably leave at home. Have somebody come in, you know, feed your weasel. Oh, I feed my weasel all the time. I bet you do. I do. It's never been breastfed, though, although it probably needs it, if you know what I'm saying. I yeah! <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, rainy with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 39. It is 39 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. Sounds a lot like... Dean Green Day. On Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 40. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, with uh, the Patriots playing on Monday Night Football, you don't have to worry about uh, you know taking up your Sunday. There's other things to do. And, in fact, really cool event happening at uh, Symphony Hall on Sunday. On the phone with us to talk about it from the Spirit of Springfield is Judy Matt. Good morning, Judy. How are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. Hey, uh, so this is a pretty nice, uh, nice event. The, uh, the Army it's Band brilliant. Holiday Concert. Tell us about the, what's going on. You know, well, this is like the 17th year we've done this. It's the 215th Army Band of the Massachusetts Army National Guard. And uh, it's this Sunday at 2 p.m. at Springfield Symphony Hall and free. And we do it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so if people don't want to go out later, they can come and uh, have a, really a wonderful wonderful time it's all popular music you know all holiday favorites and then some more serious kind of music but we santa will be there and they they have a sing-along it is it really gets you in the holiday spirit and it's it's free 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 like it like like free free or like it's like you or like kind of free uh kind of free no totally free (laughs) (laughs) totally free and i was um, and mercy, because through the curiosity of Mercy's of Mercy Hospital, um, they um, give us uh, they underwrite this. So no, it's a wonderful uh, thing. Ju- Sheridan Ju- helps. Judy, answer Pardon? that, and we'll get back to you. <laughs> answer, answer. That. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Judy. No, but the uh, the, uh, the 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 military bands, like the oh. army, uh, the army bands, are actually. Wonderful musicians, and, and and they have been for like generations. Like they, they're really, really great. So if you've never seen uh, the army band play, it's a real treat because they're fantastic. It really is. It truly is, and uh, they're top-notch musicians. And we're we're so grateful because to do this and be able to offer 
you know, free holiday programming like in Symphony Hall. Many people haven't been in there for two years now. And uh, we just want to be sure everyone takes advantage of it because it is that nice of a concert. And, and I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm uh, very grateful to people like you for helping us to support it. And the big Y does. But Mercy's the major sponsor of this, and they have been for as long as I can recall. And uh, thanks to them, we're able to do this. Now, well, do, you, do you have to reserve seats in order to go? or, or, or is it, I mean, obviously, when, when, with it being a free concert, is it like first come, first serve until you, you pack the place? Right. Exactly right. We have um, we have asked people to to get tickets so they could go to Big Y and get them, and they're free. You don't have to have a card, or it's too late really to send a self-addressed stamped envelope to our office. That's how we take a lot of the reservations. Or if they want to walk in our office now, uh, if in fact they don't have a ticket, still come. We let the people in that have tickets first. And then it's really, there's plenty of room there. There's 2,600 seats. And the most we've ever had is 1,800 people, which is a lot. But, you know, you'll definitely be able to get in. So don't hesitate to come because it's worth it. You'll have a great time. You can, you can make a whole night out of this. You, you do the concert in the day. You go to one of the area, downtown area restaurants. And then you go to Bright Nights. And boom, your night well, is complete. I was going to say that, but I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems less pandering when he does it, right? <laughs> right. Hey, can I tell you, we had the public safety night and military light night last night. The biggest crowd in in the 16, 17 years we've been doing it, we had 1,432 cars. Wow. Oh, wow. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. How how has uh, Bright Nights been going? I mean, other than, oh, you know, last well. night. It's going very well, thank you. And um, everyone's so grateful. And, you know, may not mean a lot to, to some of us, but the adjutant general was there. The state police were there. The um, the wing commander from Westover, base commander from Barnes, our com- police commissioner, the mayor. So many people came to welcome them, all the heroes that we have out there. And it was just a, a great, great night, great night. So uh, we went another great afternoon at uh symphony hall at two o'clock sunday and thanks for letting us pass out the pass the word because it's an important event well Anytime. you know what judy i mean it, it, it's nice to have these these events you know come back with uh, with the quarantine the covid and you know all the questions you know is it safe to come back you know things like bright nights and and the uh, and the, the holiday concert i mean these are the kinds of things that i think we all kind of need to be a part of and it's great to have these uh, these events come back and, and and thanks to the spirit of springfield for for doing it yeah, thank you. Who, one of the people I didn't acknowledge was Mark Kerouac. Uh, he was greeting people coming last night, and he said, we need to share our feelings toward these people more than ever because it's very tough. And, you know, so much of the glow is gone about the public safety and, and the health care workers. They're just, as, they're just working just as hard now as they ever have. Yeah. So that's why we did that. That's why we have the concert so everyone could come out and enjoy a little bit of the holiday. Very good. Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield again Sunday at uh, Springfield Symphony Hall, the 215th Army Band Holiday Concert. It's going to be a great day. Thank you very much. Thanks, Judy. Talk to you soon, Judy. It's uh, 856 on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game, every play.